It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because that's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting. On the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel Outdoor writer Steve Waters. Six o'clock on a dot. Welcome to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. It's Eric Brandon with my buddy Steve Waters. Long distance, I think, out in Boston. That's what little affair he's doing. Check the uh, Facebook posts and Instagram stuff this entire week. I couldn't fish, but I had to go via the uh, Facebook social media stuff. A lot of guys are still catching big, big old uh, giant mahi-mahi out there. Tuna fish are snapping pretty well. Uh, some snapper bites are going on. Wahoo out there, of course. But again, uh, it's a mixed bag of fish. The best time of the year to fish, I think, is right now. Man who validates it every weekend, of course, and I think would agree, would be Bouncer Smith on line number one. He normally disagrees with me, but I think he might agree right now. Cap, you agree it's a good time to fish or what? Oh, no, it's a terrible time. Amazing. <laughs> you know, you've got to keep winding in fish and the rods keep bending and all that kind of stuff. So, Oh, sorry <laughs> to hear that, man. <laughs> no, it's definitely the very best time of year to fish. The, the tuna fish are going really off, going great. Uh, there's some big kings around still. There's snappers. The grouper season's open. Uh, just all kinds of good stuff going on. There's dolphin offshore. There's dolphin on the reef. There's a uh, few sailfish around. There's good sword fishing offshore. There's tarpon on the in the inlets. There's snooking inlets. What more could you ask for? It's red hot fishing. That's just red hot stuff. How about a couple of swordfish, yeah. Cap? Anything biting uh, way down below? Well, we haven't gone sword fishing in two weeks now because of our customers' desires and stuff like that. So the last time we went in a one-week period, uh, the end of April, we did really good, but we haben't been since then. So mm-hmm. we got a bunch of swordfish trips coming up this week, and then we'll be back in that game. So we're looking forward to it. That's funny. Every time I have somebody walk by Nautical Ventures and uh, make comments about the show, they love, of course, uh, the Bouncer Smith Report. They're all big fans of yours, Cap. And always rely upon your information about how to catch fish and where they are. So, again, back to the mahi-mahi. We chatted every weekend. Is it still under birds uh, on the edge? Whereabouts are they? There's still no consistent weed lines. Like yesterday, there were little thin lines of weed anywhere from uh, 700 to 1,000 feet of water. Just real thin lines, and you'd go down those. And like our dolphin yesterday came off of sooty turns, which are a a medium-sized bird with a very black back and a white bottom, mm-hmm. and they hover over a weed patch. And if they hover in one spot or one small area, there's fish there, and it's usually dolphins. So that's how we found our fish yesterday. Uh, other guys found them on frigate birds and the sooty terns. And I did hear of a couple fish yesterday caught on uh, floating debris, uh, a log and a, a hunk of rope and stuff. So. It's still predominantly searching for the birds. That's been the trick for the for the dolphin. Any day now, the weeds will show up, and you'll have weed lines, but not quite yet. All right. Well, Cap, we know that uh, grouper are back in season, and to be caught. Uh, anything happen in that with that species at all? Yeah, they've been real, real good. Uh, the only problem with the groupers now is there's a lot more sharks than there used to be. Mm-hmm. So you need to step up the heaviness of your rod and reel for grouper. And step up your he- to a heavier leader material. And if you're going to go with heavier monofilament leader, you're better to switch over to fluorocarbon 
because it's harder for the grouper to see. So we've gone from a lot of times fishing 60-pound monofilament leader to now using 100-pound fluorocarbon. Uh, we're using 65-pound braid, which will break it over 100-pound test if you tested it, mm-hmm. and a good stout rod and a two-speed uh, Penn International. And the reason to use a two-speed reel is is you can shift it into low gear and wind no matter what the fish does. And one of the tricks to getting past sharks is you don't want to pump and wind a fish. Because when you pump and wind a fish, it goes up and it goes down. And it goes up and it goes down. And if you've ever fished with a bucktail or a, or a vertical jig or anything else, you always jerk it up and let it sink. So if you pump and wind on a fish, <laughs> it makes that grouper look just like a shark jig. So if you can put the reel in low gear, wind like crazy, the grouper goes straight through the water like it might be chasing food, and the shark knows if it's chasing food, he can't outrun it. So by shifting in the low gear on that Penn International and winding like crazy with a heavy leader, real tight drag, you get more groupers past the shark. So that's one of the key things. And as far as getting the grouper to bite, the better the bait, the better the bites. As an example, if you drop pilchards, you're going to catch a few muttons and occasionally a grouper. You step it up to pinfish, the groupers like that better. You go one step further if you can troll around on top of a wreck and catch a small bonita on a little feather and drop that little live bonita down to the bottom, groupers can't resist it. It's like it's like fish candy is a small <laughs> live bonita. But you have to have the rig ready. You have to be close to the wreck. You troll little feathers. You hook the bonita. You hook them to the nose. Fire them right back down to the bottom and hang on because you're going to get a bite. So... Hopefully those tips will help you catch that black grouper. I'd say, Cap, always great advice. Everything you tell us every weekend, we make uh, metal notes, or I actually write a few notes down. So, again, uh, uh, crank, crank, crank. Don't uh, pump up and down and make that do, uh, as you said, shark candy. Yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Another thing, yeah. we went tarpon fishing last night, by the way, and they were solid at the at government cut, but they wouldn't bite. But when it got dark, they went crazy for about an hour. So I ended up catching... Uh, two out of four over 100 pounds had had re- one of the ones we lost. We lost just inches from having a leader, so we got a real good fight out of it. But tarpon are still biting real good, and they should stay for another month or so. All right, let's see if our friend Steve Waters is uh, on the phone uh, live from Boston uh, to join the conversation. Steve, are you there, buddy boy? I'm here, Eric and Captain Bouncer. How you guys doing? Doing good. Well, we're, prob- we're probably doing better than Steve because – Boston's nowhere near as pretty as Miami. <laughs> oh, it's actually it's a lovely time here. It's uh, college graduation time. That's why I'm up here. So, my uh, who's only graduating, ne- Steve? My 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 only nephews graduating Boston University today. So. Oh, that is a big event. Congratulations yeah, yeah. to him and his family. Oh, great! Another Patriots fan coming. That's great. Terrific. Can't wait. <laughs> no, he's a he's a. Uh, Definitely a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Gotcha. All right. Uh, back to Cap where he goes. Uh, Cap, what's your game plan today, by the way? Well, we've got two half-a-day trips. We've got a morning half, which is a prime time to get out fishing. We're going to get a whole bunch of live pilchards. We'll probably catch some, and we'll buy some from the live bait boats like the Ashley at Government Cut. You just call the live bait boats on the proper channel for your inlet. Like at Hallover Cut, you go on Channel 10. Government cut, you go to channel 80, and Fort Lauderdale, you go to 72, mm-hmm. and you just call on the radio, hey, anybody selling live bait this morning? And somebody's going to come back and answer the call. 
but we'll get a bunch of pilchards. We'll go out to 150, 200 feet of water, maybe even a little over 200 because this afternoon the sailfish were over 200, and we'll drift with these live pilchards. Uh, fluorocarbon leaders, about 40-pound test, and a, and a 5-0 to 7-0 circle hook, and we'll drift with these live pilchards and throw a few free ones in the water and expect to catch tunas and kingfish and sailfish and maybe even a dolphin in on the reef. And then we have a second trip starting at 3 in the afternoon where we'll get that late afternoon bite because the late afternoon bite yesterday went off. The sailfish were biting. The tunas were biting. Fishing was really, really good late in the afternoon. So we got the split decision hitting the two best times of the day. <laughs> All right, Cap. Well, let's have a fine time. I'll check uh, back about 7.30 or so and uh, see what you're doing then. You betcha. Be looking forward to it. All right. Thank you very much. Steve Waters, when are you back in town, man? You spend an entire weekend there? Are you going to spend one day and come home, or what's your plan? I'll be back tomorrow. So, you'll be, you'll uh, be back. Yeah, yeah. But I heard uh, heard you and Bouncer talking about uh, beefing up your grouper tackle, your leaders, and using that uh, steady low-speed retrieve just yep. so the fish, you just kind of muscle it up nice and easy to outsmart the sharks. I love that. I wouldn't say muscle up nice and easy. I'd say crank, crank, crank pretty hard and keep that you know grouper away from that shark's mouth. But yeah, again, no, no up and down stuff, man. Just a continual hard, fast, you know, motion on that reel to get him up. Yeah, that's uh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. So, what have you heard through your grapevine this week through your sources about fish being caught? Well, I've seen a couple let's of posts. I heard that stuff. there was a pretty good tuna bite, especially off Boynton Beach this week. Mm-hmm. And um, that uh, sword fishing was good. Uh, I know our buddy Captain Stan Hunt. Uh, he caught a nice sortie this week. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then down in the Keys, um, you know, tarpon bite is uh, still going off, and uh, they had some good yellowtail snapper fishing. So mm-hmm. I'm sure as our captains uh, check in with us, we'll uh, figure out exactly what and where and when they're biting. And, I think, uh, yeah, I got. I got to tell you, weather-wise, should be a beautiful weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Southwest winds five to ten. Ooh. So really, uh, you know, seas two feet or less is the official forecast, <laughs> but uh, probably be no seas. I guess one thing, Steve, if you have a boat, man, on a day like today, with the forecast being the way it is, uh, no excuses not to put that thing on a trailer and get your butt to a ramp and go fishing. I mean, this is this is the day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, the one thing, though, is uh, just a reminder, the uh, Pompano Beach Fishing Rodeo is uh, the second day is today. Mm-hmm. So uh, there could be quite a few boats out there. Uh, last week, as you know, I was covering the um, saltwater shootout tournament out of Hillsborough Inlet. They had uh, 145 boats, and one of our captains won, Captain Skip Dana. So. He actually posted up on Facebook he was holding three different checks, and uh, they all added up to a big number. I mean, it was not a bad payday for the man. I'm happy Yeah, no, he, he did great. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, he won by like 60 pounds. But what was interesting is uh, we were talking to uh, Stan Hunt about this before the tournament started last Saturday was somebody won the pick three, which was um, they, they picked three of the five species out of a hat the morning of the tournament. Mm-hmm. So it was... Uh, Dolphin, cobia, and kingfish. Wow. And uh, this boat off the wall, uh, Captain Ray Rocher was on it. He told me that they went up to Jupiter, 
first fishing like 90 to 130 feet. First fish, a dolphin. Nice surprise. Second fish, cobia. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he said, we changed our game plan. Got uh, some kings, and that was it. They were the only ones. That alone was $98,000. Well, anybody knows about captains and legendary fishermen. I mean, Ray Rocher's in that category. He is one really, really great fisherman, great captain. This guy knows his stuff, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. But he, even he said it was just kind of luck. He says that the idea that you're fishing that shallow and catch the two hardest parts of uh, the big three, because no one had... Uh, caught it in like uh, three seasons that's why it was so much so uh stan's overall winnings uh, record also was uh, broken by off the wall they they had uh, a little over ninety nine thousand dollars good money steve waters well let's tell you what let's pay a few bills uh this first early a.m break uh, you have some more coffee in your luxurious hotel suite and i'll make something up over here uh, in the 940 wins cafeteria <laughs> okay Okie doke. All right, first break of the morning. Thanks for being on the program. 613, 940 wins. Miami Sports, be right back to you. Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Oh, I hope I didn't wake you. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. 619, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. It's Eric Brandon. Long distance in Boston is Steve Waters. Steve-O, kind of weird doing a show without you uh, on the microphone, dude. Kind of weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I remember sometimes when uh, we weren't both in the studio, so uh, shouldn't be any problem. And uh, looking forward to hearing what our captains have have to say. So uh, I know uh, also the, uh, the bass fishing's been good. I actually got out this week, did a little bass fishing, mm-hmm. so... Uh, I'll tell you about that a little later, but uh, Captain Allen's rumble was a big help for that. Well, very, very cool. On line number one, she's about 90 pounds and a strong fishing lady. Know about that uh, Darcy Darcizzle back in the program. Darcy, good morning. We missed you last weekend. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm glad to be back on the show. Did you have a trip to uh, somewhere out of state uh, last weekend, or what happened to you? Yes, I did. I just returned from a recent trip to Andros, Bahamas, and I was there for about six days. Wow. And I got to explore the largest island of the Bahamas, and it was totally just an awesome trip. And I got to do my first bone fishing ever. Oh, cool. And uh, it was just amazing out there on the flats of Andros, just trying to catch the gray ghost of the flats. And I ended up catching my first fish on fly, which is a bonefish, mm-hmm. and I also caught my first bonefish. Um, so it was pretty awesome. I got to knock two things out in one cast. So <laughs> that's great. That's you know, a nice double there. Yeah, it is. I've caught a couple of bonefish in my day, Steve Waters and Darcy. And I tell you, the main thing about bonefishing, which is so exciting, is that first initial run when they they start peeling line. Man, they just take off, dude. Woo. Right. I even told the the guide that I was with, I was fishing with legendary fly fisherman, Captain Prescott Smith, and I said, if this fish was an actual bottom fish, you guys wouldn't be able to pull them up from the bottom because they're so fast. They are just such a powerful fish. They really are. So you had six days. I mean, what other species did you catch? A couple of yellowfin tuna, maybe, or what else was biting? 
Um, we actually did one day of offshore fishing, and we went out to the tongue of the ocean, it's called, and basically it's just a huge drop-off right by Andros, and mm-hmm. it goes from 200 feet to, like, thousands of feet. Um, we ended up catching a couple mahi-mahi. We were trolling around looking for some fish, and um, we caught some nice mahi, probably about 15 pounds. And um, and then we did three days of bone fishing. So, And I got to walk the flat. I walked many miles on the flat looking for bone fish, but it was an awesome experience. Yeah, Steve, over there, the water's so crystal gin clear, man. It's so nice, the flats for the bonefish. Just a beautiful place to fish, my friend. Yeah, yeah. What, what I like is sometimes instead of one bonefish, Darcy, you'll see like 100 bonefish. <laughs> and you got to figure out which one you want to cast to. Right. I was a beginner at fly fishing, so it was definitely like something new for me, but I saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bonefish. Like, there was no shortage of bonefish over there. They actually have the world's largest population of bonefish. That's a shame those aren't back in the Keys, Steve Waters. was back when I was a kid. My dad would take us down. We had a house down in the Keys in Alamorada back way, way back in the day. And uh, we'd go out there pulling around, and there was just bonefish everywhere. Nowadays, it's kind of a rare sight to see one, you know? Yeah, although uh, Richard Sandix said that uh, they seem to be coming back. I know he's had a few bonefish trips that have been uh, just great. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's he's pretty hopeful. And uh, wow. he says uh, cleaner water uh, is definitely uh, a factor, he believes. All right. We live vicariously through Darcy's travel. So, Darcy, what's next on your big fishing agenda? Where are you going to this exotic place? Where are you happening next? <laughs> so, this week, I'm probably going to be doing some offshore and some bass fishing upcoming. And this upcoming weekend, we're going to have the downtown showdown, KBW. Uh, so, if you guys are, if some, everybody's participating in that, you know, check out that event. It's a really great tournament. Um, so I'm also fishing that with Team Controlled Chaos. So, um, yeah, so I've got an exciting, busy week ahead of me. And today I'm also working in Dania Beach at Bass Pro Shop. Oh. And I'm going to be supporting Salt Life Optics for their big event that they're having today. So I will be there from 12 to 4 p.m. <laughs> That'd be fun. Go out there and meet Darcy. Shake her hand and let her arm rush you. See who wins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Darcy, listen, to follow your big-ass, big-time follow, excuse my language, the big following <laughs> you have on uh, YouTube, tell us how to check out your videos. Yes, you can check me out on YouTube by searching Darcyzzle Offshore. And we used to be making one video a week, but we're, like, steaming ahead, and we're making about three to four videos a week. So check that out. We've got our adventures up on my YouTube channel as well to Andrews Island. So wow. Check it out. And it's fun <laughs> stuff to watch, guaranteed. Darcy, thanks so much for checking in, and we'll see you next weekend, okay? Sounds good. Thank you very much. All right. Steve Waters, you ever caught uh, bonefish over that way in many, many years or what? Um, yeah, several years ago, uh, okay. caught one, so, uh, on fly, so yeah, it's, uh, really, really a treat, you know? Uh, I hear that. Uh, treat always having this guy in the program, he's up and happy this time of the morning, Jimbo Thomas on the Thomas Flyer. Jimbo, good morning, my man, how are you? Good morning, guys, and I'm always happy. You're a happy man, man. What you <clears throat> doing? What you been doing this week? Uh, it's been good fishing and, and beautiful weather all week. We've had pretty decent dolphin action. There's been blackfin tunas, few sails, and miscellaneous other stuff mixed in, but mainly it's the dolphin. We've been finding them anywhere from about 200 feet of water on out to roughly 1,000 feet, mm-hmm. which really isn't very far out down here in the Miami area. And we've had a lot of schoolies, and I had one last Saturday that weighed 50 pounds. Wow. So we've had them from wow. schoolies up to 50s. <laughs> And pretty much every day we've had a one or two in the 15-pound range, although yesterday we did not. But it's still been pretty good. Uh, 
any any bird activity has had the dolphin underneath it or any dolphin have had birds over it pretty much. And then there's been a rip forming up a little later in the day, I guess as the tide changes or pulls in or out, whatever it is. And these dolphins have been going down this rip with some seaweed and floating debris on it. The only problem is that they've been a little tough to get to eat at times because there's a ton of little minnows out there, a lot of small bait fish mm-hmm. that they're feeding on. So our baits, our pilchers and herrings, aren't exactly what they have been eating. So you hit a, a bunch that eats really good, and then you'll hit the next bunch, and you throw everything you got in the boat at them. They, they don't eat anything. But that's going to change today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well. going to be. I was going to say there's going to be 8,000 boats out there today, and it looks like it's going to be flat calm. So it, the dolphin fishing could be a little bit more of a challenge today, but you know, during the week we have it all to ourselves pretty much. Yeah, but, I'm uh, curious, Jimbo, how small are these little baits? Uh, they're like minnows. I would say one-inch minnows. Uh, they look like they might be little baby speedos or goggle-eyes. It's, it's kind of hard to tell when they're that small. You know, when you, when you, the few, well, I was going to say the few fish, when you do catch the fish, they, they shake and a lot of these little minnows come flying out. Uh, we even had some throw out what appeared to be baby sailfish. Wow. Holy cow. So there's a, I guess maybe on the last full moon, uh, a lot of different species of fish spawned. And that's what we're seeing now a month later, that they're up to like one inch long and they're living and hiding in the sargasm weed and that's what these dolphins are coming down just feasting on all these little minnows uh, out of the seaweed hey jimbo that technique of actually matching the hatch for example you're by a sargasm weed line uh you drop mm-hmm. down you drop down some sabikis and try to grab some of that that that, that bait of choice that the dolphin are eating yeah that that's a great way to, to match the hatch but right now these baits are so small that you couldn't you'd have to use a a fly hook to to get a hook in these baits. <laughs> okay. okay. So it's it's not really feasible right now. Uh, in another month or so, when this bait gets a little larger, then yes. But right now, that that's that's not the case. So we've been getting them on a cut bait and on the like smaller pilchers that we've had. And not every day do we have little teeny pilchers on the boat, so we're having to throw whatever we got. Uh, for instance, yesterday we ended up with 17 dolphin in the afternoon, so Man. it wasn't bad by any means. And then the day before, I think we only had about 10 of them, and we've been seeing a lot more than that. So it's even even when they're hard to get to bite, it's still been halfway decent fishing. And then when we do find the larger fish, getting them to eat's not really much of a problem. They eat pretty much anything you throw at them. All and right. we've also we've been getting them on the troll, troll and bally who's under these birds. And, uh, you know, so the larger fish is not a problem. It's just the schoolies that have been more on the finicky side. Well, fish a couple of, the, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say late in the afternoon, that's when those tunas like to bite. So each afternoon we've been pulling back into the edge, and we've had pretty decent-looking water, but very little, if any, current. But uh, late in the afternoon, I'm talking, we're pulling in there about 3 o'clock, and yesterday we fished till about 5.30, and we had uh, two tuna bites, of which we only caught one, about a 20-pounder roughly. And we had four sailfish bites, caught a couple of those. There's also been some kings mixed in. So 
The fishing along the edge has been really good early in the morning and then late in the afternoon. Uh, it kind of slows down in the middle of the day, but you still get some bites in there. So it's just all around good springtime fishing right now. Steve always caught a mixed bag of everything, dude. Good stuff on the Thomas Flyer. Yeah, and uh, I like if if you can't get out first thing in the morning, then wait till the afternoon. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday we didn't leave the dock till almost eleven o'clock, and we had a great day with the dolphin, the tuna, the sailfish, and even my brother Rick says, you know, who needs to get up at six in the morning to go fishing? <laughs> there you go. That's smart like move. That. Yeah, Jimbo got a rock and roll man. Have a great day and uh, go catch him up, my friend. You got it, guys. Good luck, everybody. Thank you very much. Steve Waters coming up next. It's our fabulous uh, main man over at Nautical Ventures Service Department, the one, the only chief mechanic, Rick Buckner, talking shop talk, uh, how to keep your boat maintained properly, keep the trailer in good shape, uh, all-around boat uh, tips to make you a happy boater, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to uh, hear what he has to say this week. Well, I'd say, what, order the, uh, you know, uh, your eggs Florentine from the hotel. You know, have him bring it up to you. Like, <laughs> the king the king you are, okay? We'll take a little break and get Rick Buckner on next. 6.30 to dot right here at 940 Wins, Miami Sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune in to our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Good morning, guys. 6.36, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. It's Eric Brandon, Steve Waters, and of course, behind the glass, Chicago Mike doing his great thing. Every week we do the Shop Talk segment, and I, I saw this man this week, Steve Waters. He was a madman getting boats launched and out and service boats uh, all finished up and ready to roll. I don't know how he does it, to tell you the truth. He needs like four more arms. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Buckner, Chief Mechanic, Head Man at the Service Department at Nautical Ventures. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you all doing? You sound a little tired, man. You just waking up or what, buddy? I'm a little tired, Rick. I'm a little tired, Rick. <laughs> yeah, actually, just getting up, standing out here, getting on the out the sky right now. It's beautiful out here today. It is nice. All right, so uh, every weekend we talk about something new about boating and boating maintenance, and sometimes we just say, Rick, just throw something at me. So, Rick, just throw something at me. What's our chat about this weekend? Well, I guess, you know, when you were not talking about it, I mean, we did a lot of deliveries this week and some used boats and some new. I think, you know, about doing pre-purchase inspections, and obviously the next question is a lot of people need to take into consideration when they're purchasing their boat new or used. You need to look at what it's going to cost them in the future to do basic maintenance. You know, there's always a sticker shock when you go to do an oil change. You know, there's a, there's a lot of different, different companies out there, and a lot of people are good. But what sets Nautical Ventures different, and I'm very proud of our service department, is that, you know, you know, between our parts department, when you bring a boat in new or used, we're always checking for campaigns and checking for warranty stuff that needs to be done on boats mm-hmm. and advising customers that what should be done. And it always comes down to the bottom dollars. And unfortunately, you know, that monthly payment on the boat and then the storage and then the fuel and the biggest thing that gets behind is the service part of the boat. You know, you, you see people where they, you know, they can't afford to do that extra stuff on the boat. You know, that's important, such as fuel lines and battery cables that are turning green and, you know, it gets a little bit out of their budget. So they need to, when purchasing a boat, what are they going to use it for? You know, what is there going to be their budget to maintain it? And what are they going to do with when the what-ifs happen if they don't have insurance on the boat right. to cover the certain things? 
and and again, I guess Rick, you got to you got to pay to play. That's the whole thing with boating. You've got to you got to pay a few bucks to keep the boat running well and and maintain it. Basically, it, it sucks. I mean, we see it every day. You get you see it every day. I mean, we had a customer. He's been a good customer for a long time. It's an older boat. He spent probably last year around forty thousand dollars in upgrades on his engines, wow. and um, you know had to call the fire department out. His fuel tank had ruptured in his older boat. You know, we're getting ready to go pick that up this week and a uh, really good customer, but you know, thank God his boat's insured and he's prepared for it, but you know, that's one of the uh, things of owning an older boat. This is not going to be a good uh, experience for him. So, yeah, see, Rick, I have a question for you about, I know you covered this uh, a couple of weeks ago about batteries. You ready? Right. Um, so we when you uh, when you have a battery, so I can uh, I can like jump start it and it runs fine, but then when I go to start it next time, it uh, I have to jump it again to get it to go- turn over. Is yep. it time for a new battery? What kind of battery do you have in there? <laughs> Just a um, standard boat battery, you know. It, it, well, I mean, it depends. I mean, is it one of those AGM or gel cell batteries? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a regular lead acid battery like it's in your car? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, if you take a picture of it and send it to me, I'll be able to tell I'll tell you, the more likely you're going to have to have it uh, inspected. How old is it? Uh, like four or five years. Steve? It's four or five years old? It's probably on, it's probably on its way out the door. It's probably better okay. off just replacing it. Yeah, you're so, better off replacing it. That old. All right, Rick, listen, man, your phone is breaking up. I think you're, you need to go ahead and replace batteries and your phone because you have a really <laughs> bad connection. So, listen, uh, it's not your fault, man, but it's really coming in bad. I'll catch you at the shop later on today, okay? I don't, I don't know. It's mine. I think it's my phone. It's yours, dude. We have top-of-the-line equipment here, so uh, it's your phone, dude. Okay. Steve Waters, we've got another captain standing by. Actually, not a captain. He's our diving guru. He's up in Chicago. Speaking of uh, Chicago, Mike's favorite place. Uh, obviously not diving, but he's doing something. Welcome back, Jim Matthew. Jim, good morning to you. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, guys? Going good. Uh, why are you in Chicago? I'm kind of curious. Well, I'm, I'm seeing Chicago in Chicago. Uh, the Broadway show Chicago, my daughter's in. Uh, she's a performer. So we figured, you know what? Let's go up to Chicago to see Chicago. Man, well-traveled so, guy yeah. you are. Yeah, well, you know, you you got to. You can't let anything grow underneath your feet, buddy, you know? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know, how's, the, how's the diving in Lake Michigan? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, it was funny because we flew in, and I go, you know, there's actually people that dive there. <laughs> and I actually know folks that do that. So, no, thank you. I mean, I guess there's a lot of stuff to see but uh, on a clear day. But, yeah, I tell you what, our diving conditions have been really, really good. Uh, dove Friday, and uh, wow, was it? I'm sorry, I dove Thursday, and it was awesome. 79 degrees, the water temperature is starting to really, really get warm. Uh, we haven't had any issue as far as uh, rain, so you know um, we haven't gotten any of that runoff. So the visibility's been pretty decent, actually. You know more than your normal 30 feet, so we're up to maybe 50 feet, 60 feet. It's been pretty, pretty, pretty good, and very mild currents. Um, like, like we, you know, with a gentle north and we had a gentle south and we've been seeing some fish. It's been pretty good. Uh, hogfish primarily, we're still trying to, you know, land the elusive, uh, 
a big black grouper, but um, uh, they've been doing really well in the Keys, but it hasn't been very good here. A couple guys are getting a few of them here and there, but I think they've got them pretty well, you know, uh, hit. Um, you know, we, we concentrate primarily on the walls and on the wrecks this time of year. Um, you know, a mixture of, uh, I don't know if the are still around. There might be one. A couple of weeks ago, we were able to, um, you know, put one away. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the grouper, they'll, they'll like structure. So um, that's primarily what we try to aim for this time of year. And um, perfect conditions for that. You know, mild currents, uh, so you don't have to fight the current. Just jump in, you can make a couple passes around. Uh, it's tough to do on a charter. Um, that's when I was thinking, because uh, when you have a lot of guys that are spearfishing, or even people that are not, I don't particularly like to spearfish with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a lot of other people. So, you know, if you're the first guy in on the rack, that's great, you know. And, um, uh, but after that, uh, pretty much I want to be off on my own. I don't feel like having other people around, you know. So that's that's just me, um, you know. And, and, and But I will uh, hit a reef or two, and um, that, that's the ideal uh, situation. Kind of, you know, jump on a wreck, hit it a couple times, and then just jump off maybe east to the reef and catch the reef edge. And uh, particularly if you've got a nice wall on that edge, That'd be really, really, it's, it's just been ideal conditions. All right, Jim, let me ask you a question. This is kind of maybe a kind of a stupid yeah. question, Steve Waters. I, I ask a lot of those normally in my, my shows. <laughs> um, you know, as fishing guys know, there's different parts of the day that are more productive than fish. A lot of guys are saying late afternoon. Now, when you scuba dive and spearfish, any particular time of the day that's more productive for you to see these fish or, or spear these that, fish? That, that's actually, yeah, that's actually a very good question. Um, yeah, primarily first thing in the morning. It's sort of like fishing, too. It okay. is the same thing. Right. First thing in the mornings uh, are usually the best. Um, but, you know, the fish are there. It depends on the various techniques. We do chum. Um, so, uh, you know, depending on what we're doing, uh, just, just like guys chum the water for fishing, we can chum the water uh, for spearfishing. Oh, cool. Same kind of thing. Yeah. So you can bring the fish to you, um, but primarily um, you can just, if you're just cruising, you want to take a good look, just uh, cruising down the reef. Hogfish um, don't really come in on that, but but grouper do. Group, grouper do like chum. So that's a good way to do that. Absolutely. All right, Chief. we got a rock and roll. Steve, any final question for uh, for the dive king himself? No, just enjoy the show. Enjoy the show, man. I will. Tonight's the night. Uh, our daughter Jennifer is uh, performing in Chicago. In Chicago. So looking forward to it. Very proud daddy. Way to go there, Jim. And have a great weekend with the daughter, and hopefully the show goes off well. Okay? All right. Take care. Thank Bye. you very much. Big show coming up, Steve Waters. We've got elements on the program. We try to have these benchmarks coming up after the 7 o'clock hour. We're back talking to our good friend Joe Hector about how to do extreme kayaking or just kayaking in general, get offshore, and what kind of tackle to use to catch those fish and be dragged around. That's always kind of a – that's a technique I've not tried offshore kayaking yet. Have you at all? Um, Yes, I have. And I'll tell you what, today would be a beautiful day from uh, the weather report from – the NOAA Weather Service, uh, you know, like uh, Kevin Jimbo said, uh, probably flat calm, got light, 
southwest winds, so it uh, should be lovely. All right. Also coming up, we'll do a boat feature of the week from Nautical Ventures. We uh, pick a boat every weekend to talk about that uh, is right in your budget and uh, right for you to fish with or do whatever you want to do. We have that coming up for you in the program and a lot more captains to go. 646, 940 wins Miami Sports. Be right back to you. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. How about this? Beautiful morning, huh? Welcome back to our show. A beautiful Saturday morning going. Great forecast, Steve Waters, for every boater. To not make excuses, take the boat out and use it today, baby. That's it. This is one of those weekends you got to get out there and enjoy the water. Hopefully the Nautical Ventures vessel would be even better, but we'll talk about that more a little later on in the program. I believe he had a birthday this week, Steve Waters, the birthday boy on line number one, Brian Sanders. Good morning, Brian. How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. What's going on? Did you have a birthday this week? Did I see that right? I had a birthday yesterday, buddy. I turned 40 years old. Can you imagine that? Well, I can imagine. I was 40 20 years ago. <laughs> no, I actually turned 49. I'm lying, man. All right, brother, man. Where are you heading off to, Chuckalusky? Where, where are you bound to right now? I tell you what, yeah, we're loaded up and trucking right now, getting ready to get off of Alligator Alley and uh, running a few minutes late. That's what happens when you fish every day, Eric. You get tired. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, man, what a surprise this week. Last weekend, as you know, we had that front that came through, and it actually – cooled the water temperature off a little bit maybe four or five degrees uh really dirtied the water so the first part of the week like monday and tuesday the water still was unstable uh bait was tough to find uh but later on in the week including yesterday uh the water actually cleared up to the point where it's too clear it's crystal clear uh you should have seen the bait fishing yesterday we pull up to a couple bait spots and there's you know filters and threadfin herrings all over the surface, all below the surface, all over these structures. And you go to throw the net, you watch it as the net sinking to the bottom. You watch the bait just swim out from underneath it. They see it coming. So uh, we had to go to plan B with the bait. We anchored up and uh, never had to chum with them. We just uh, sabikied, uh, you know, 100, 150 baits and, and went fishing. But I guess the biggest surprise this week was a really big push of cobias. The whole Gulf of Mexico right now is full of cobias. Wow. And uh, everybody's seeing them. Their guys are catching them. They're, uh, they're on a lot of the little wrecks and structures. Uh, a lot of the fish, it was calm yesterday. A lot of the fish I found were just free swimming. Uh, we'd watch a, a, a bull shark or uh, stingrays are migrating. They'd swim by, and their the cobias are, are kind of tagging along with those guys. And uh, I think we had 12 yesterday, um, so it's pretty good Kobe a day. Pretty 12 good Kobe cobias. a day for my birthday. Wow, 12 <laughs> Kobe's, Steve Wall. That's a fine day, man. No doubt about that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I saw the photos that Brian texted me. Really impressive. So uh, the other part of that equation is uh, the guys that have been on the trout, the grass flats, Steve, have been catching a lot of trout. Uh, there's uh, some schools of pompano. I think you and I have talked about this before. Some of the little shallow wrecks uh, hold spade fish this time of year. And we get these schools of pompano that are swimming around with these spade fish. And uh, we had a pompano yesterday that had to be four pounds. It was a nice. really big one. 
Nice. Whoa. And uh, so obviously we're you know targeting those. Uh, the problem is is there's lots of jacks and blue runners swimming around with those guys too. So if you don't hit the the one on the head that you're trying to catch, then and it sinks a little bit, then you get all jacked up or blue runnered up. But uh, we also had a really nice 15-pound uh, triple tail. I think I sent you that picture. We caught that this week, and uh, lots of big snook. Um, of course, snook season's closed now, so they're they're really biting good. <laughs> it right. always happens that way, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, before you go this morning, birthday boy, what did uh, what you get for your birthday? More tackle, more rods and reels? Uh, what, what did you get? You know, the, the biggest part of my birthday, the best part about it was I came home last night. I got to hang out with my uh, my two little girls and just uh, had a great time. That's great, Brian. Well, listen, happy belated 49th birthday to you, my friend. That big five zero comes up really quick, trust me. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, well, thanks a lot, and uh, you guys have a great weekend. You too. Thank you very much. Brian Sanders, happy birthday to him, Steve Waters, and Cobia, 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 buddy. That's a That's a nice fish to catch. Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll have to try to figure out how to forward you the photos Brian texted me, but really impressive fish. Yeah, good to eat, too. No doubt about that. Absolutely good to eat. 7 o'clock hour coming up. We've got uh, Joe Hector standing by. More captains. We'll get you on the fish on this program every weekend. If you take some notes, you will catch yourself some fish. And today, by the way, with that weather forecasting waters, no excuse to have that trailer sitting on the side of the house, man. Get out there and do some fishing. Yeah, and you know what? If you don't have a boat, People should go stop by Nautical Ventures and talk to you today. I'm so glad you brought that up. We've had some phenomenal boat sales the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's just been a really great week for new boats and used boats. Uh, talking about our location at 50 South Bride Road, Dania Beach, also our North Palm location, Steve Waters. Uh, the centuries are going great. Axopar is off the chain. The glass dream boats are selling great. Uh, i got a couple of Key Largos left out there as well, and the pre-owned boats just going like crazy. So the boating fever, the boating season's here. You come by and see us. Uh, pick out the boat you like. Uh, we'll work out some numbers for you. We'll finance you. You know, if we need we need to finance you, we'll finance you right there. Uh, get out for a demo ride if you like the boat. Always try before you buy. And most folks who try, they do buy normally, you know. <laughs> there you go. You know, you get offshore and say, hey, I like this boat, man. Let's get back to the, the office. I want to put down some coin and buy it. So, again, uh, all of our boats, of course, are checked out by our service department. They're all certified before you take the boat away. When you drive off with your boat, uh, new or used, it's in running condition. And uh, we also do service your boats as well. So, again, come by and check us out. Uh, leisurely, we don't harass you. Just walk around the parking lot, pick out the boat you like. If you like that one, we do some numbers for you, and you get yourself on the water. So come by and see us today. Take a little break. More captains coming up, 7 o'clock hour, right around the bend, 657, 940 wins Miami Sports. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha, huh, wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. 3703, good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. It's Eric Brandon and long distance, my good buddy for, gosh, 11 years in county, Steve Waters out in Boston. Steve-O, any uh, good clam chowder been had so far? Um, Man, I had a great lunch yesterday. Um... But no, no, uh, no clam chowder yet. But, uh, <laughs> tell you what, it's a beautiful day up here. Just uh, gorgeous. Per- great day for a 
college graduation. Oh, that's terrific, man. So who's actually graduating again? Tell me. Uh... So, so this is my uh, nephew, uh, Austin, who's mm-hmm. from uh, Tampa and uh, finishing up four years here with a degree in uh, hospitality. And, oh, great. Uh, he's going to... He's uh, done really well, so hopefully he'll. Uh, he's looking for a job with uh, maybe a, a restaurant chain, something like that. All right. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's beautiful. Seventy-three degrees, pretty much uh, clear blue skies. And I was looking at the NOAA weather forecast for South Florida. Well, like southwest west winds five to ten. So. Should be a flat, calm, good day to run out for dolphin or maybe do some kayaking offshore, whatever you want to do. As you were saying earlier, this is the day or the weekend to do it. This is the day of the weekend to do it. Uh, speaking of degrees, he's got a, a master's in fishology. <laughs> That's okay, a... that could be any number of our captains. <laughs> but, We've got, uh... Yeah, Dennis Forgione on line number one. Dennis, good morning, man. What's happening? How you guys doing? Good morning. It is a beautiful day. I guess Steve that much. Yeah. So uh, well, thank you very much. What's been happening, Dennis? What have you been catching this week? We've been doing pretty good. King fishing, the blackfin tuna is um, you know May such a great month. April, May is so, you know two best months as far as I'm concerned to get out in South Florida. But the blackfin tuna is, and when you're <clears throat> excuse me anchored and chumming those things, and they're behind your boat, and it's it's the excitement level goes up quite a bit. And uh, at the same time, fighting a you know thirty or forty pound kingfish, so we've had some pretty good luck with the kings. We've been catching our limit of kings on just about every trip, and uh, and a blackfin tuna here and there. And of course, you get out later in the afternoon, and that's where you get the bigger numbers of the bigger blackfins. Well, not bigger than the ones catching today, just bigger numbers of them. And they're all twenty to thirty pounds, and some of even wow. a little hovering over, a little over above thirty pounds. So it's been pretty pretty steady, pretty good. 30-pound blackfin tuna, see, that's big. We have to throw a lionfish in there on every trip just for craps and giggles anyway. (laughs) 30-pound blackfin tuna, that's a big fisher, Dennis. No doubt about that, man. That's a great fish. Yeah, and we're catching them on 12- and 15-pound test tackle, which a lot of times it's what you need to get the bite. You know, we're fishing tilted, so the lighter the line, the more lively they look. But I have to somehow figure out a way that after they bite to change it over to forty pound line to <laughs> so it's not just a nail biter. They're looking at that blackfin tuna for ten, twenty minutes, you know, doing a circle at, you know, forty feet below or twenty feet below out of gaffing range. It's uh it tends to get you know, later into the fight, that's when things start to wear, hooks and <laughs> leader, all kinds of things can go wrong. I wonder. I'm wondering, Steve Waters, a 12 pound test with the blackfin tuna on, fighting it for 15 minutes. How many times he brought up just a head by the time the shark got to it? Um, believe it or not, not too often. I mean, it, it, it has happened. I'd be lying if I didn't, but um, not as not that often. But um, you know, the longer the fight, the longer, the bigger, the more chances of that happening. Right. But it doesn't happen that often. Thank goodness. I don't even talk about it and jinx that whole thing but <laughs> i've had it happen i've, I've had where i've had 11 tunas and have eight of them had their tails bit off wow which sort of makes the end of the well i guess that is the why they say the, the fight because there's more tail but yeah yeah um, it makes the, the the latter part of the fight a lot easier as long as he doesn't get too much of it i i had years ago a 120 pound yellow fin that had its tail bit off 
and I, and I said to Bouncer that the uh, uh, shark bit the tail off at the end of the fight. He said, "Well, that's probably why it was the end of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his propulsion." I got but, you. Um, that's right. been, it's been pretty good. The weather's beautiful. I'm going by the boat ramp right now, and oh boy, there's a lot. <laughs> there All right. Be no shortage of boats. Well, Dennis, have a good day, fisherman. Glad you checked back in. Uh, good luck and uh, catch him up. We'll talk next weekend. All righty. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Steve Waters down at the Keys. We go. He's on the program now for 10 years, running straight. Looking forward to his reports every Saturday about Bud Mary's and things in Isla Morada, Florida. One of the only Captain Richard standing back in the program. Richard, good morning, my friend. How are you? Eric, Steve, good morning. How are you all doing? Good. Steve's up in uh, he's long distance talking to us from Boston this morning. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is long distance. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, not not doing any fishing, so uh, no, okay. I don't know. I might check out the Charles River later. So okay, we'll see. Okay, well, uh, you're missing some beautiful weather. I'll tell you, you know, quite often you'll hear me on a program talking about it being rough, and you know the seas and what have you. But uh, rarely do you hear me tell you this, but it is actually too calm. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh boy. And you know that's a funny thing when it's too calm. Uh, it, it kind of affects the fish that feed on the surface. So uh, if you're fishing for fish that don't feed on the surface, things are all not that bad. But a lot of fish, like especially dolphin, uh, you know, they become a little more difficult to find. And, of course, everybody is down here focusing on dolphin this weekend. I know we've got a couple of tournaments going on. Uh, and it's been, it's been real tough. It's very, very spotty. You know, last year this time we had a lot of weeds coming through the state of Florida. Excuse me, the Straits of Florida, about the most seaweed I ever saw in my life, and it certainly made for some great dolphin fishing. There have been uh, some sporadic uh, good days on dolphin, but lately, the last few days, it's been real, real spotty. Most boats are missing. The boats that are finding fish are not finding very many, and they're not very large. So uh, my suggestion today is you're going to have a beautiful day to fish. Uh, the idea of catching may not be so good, but keep your eyes open. You're going to be looking for debris. You're going to be looking for breaks in the water, what we call like little current edges with, uh, you know, scattered little bits of grass in there. Take your time and put the spread out. You know, you'll probably have some luck. Uh, so that's pretty much what's going on offshore down here. Just an absolute gorgeous day, as I said, to fish, but it is very, very calm. In on the reef, uh, fishing's been pretty steady all week long. There have been some nice black groupers, red groupers, gag groupers being caught. A lot of guys fishing for those right now. Some nice muttons also. Yellowtail's been very steady. You know, uh, of course, you've got to find the right current which we've been having a good current. And without much wind, it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, bring a lot of chum and reduce your hook size and your leader size, and you're going to have some luck. The Miss Alamrata all week long has been having 100-plus day fish. So overall, the reef sounds pretty good. Going to be a little hot out there, so bring a hat. Out in the back country, uh, you know, tarpon, this is tarpon time down here, and lots and lots of fish being seen. And again, the calm water is affecting them, and I think in a diverse way. A lot more fish being seen than being caught, but there are a few being caught. A lot of big fish. They're in the channels and around the bridges. So, uh, you know, I think if you'll fish early and late, you might have some tarpon success as well. And I think the fly rotters are going to start doing pretty good. They like this calmer condition with clear skies. Actually, the highlight of my report today is going to be the backcountry. My, my son, Captain Rick Stancic, has been back there, and he has just had some stellar snook fishing. Uh, the backcountry, the water's looking real good back there. He had a lot of nice trout, big mangrove snappers, and he's producing some tarpon back there as well. So overall, uh, that is very encouraging to hear because I know that's been a 
kind of on the slow side here up until now, but it, uh, the spring-summer thing is really kicking in. Bait migration so on. There's a lot of bait back there and what have you. Overall, a really beautiful time to be in the Keys, a beautiful day to fish. I wish I had a little more positive things to say about the catching. <laughs> but you know what? It can change out there as it does from day to day. Today could be the day. That's the beauty of it. Could be the day. Richard, a little update. How's the Catch-22 running after you had all that rebuilt stuff done to it? Actually, it's, uh, it looks beautiful. Uh, everything came out well. She's fishing seven days a week. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward uh, to taking her on a trip again. So we're going to be leaving out here hopefully around the middle of June. And uh, we're going early, so we don't have weather issues. <laughs> All right, Richard. Hey, call. have a great uh, weekend in the Keys. Always uh, miss seeing you down there. I hopefully get a chance to get down with Steve one day and fish with you again. It's been way, way too many years, my friend. Too many I years. I hope you'll do that. Steve, you enjoy Beantown. And Eric, Thank thanks you. so much again for having me on the show, both you guys, for allowing me to put out the word on the fabulous Florida Keys fishing scene. Anytime, Richard. Thank you so much. Okay, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Steve Waters, we call this the Nautical Ventures uh, Pick of the Weekend. In my hand, I've got a flyer on a boat that I'm surprised is still there at Nautical Ventures in Danger Beach. I'm surprised it's still there, but it's there for you, and I wouldn't wait too long to pass on this. How about a 2016 Steve Waters 22-foot Center console powered by a 250 Yamaha, okay? Now, why I like this boat so much is, Steve, 22 feet on a century, it, it actually shows bigger. It feels bigger than the actual size of the boat, okay? Yeah, I've noticed that about the century. The century. At least three feet bigger. They just seem bigger. Now, with this boat, you've got the uh, white with the ice blue hardtop, Raymarine GPS, compass, radio, uh, really nice speakers, freshwater transom shower, dual battery setup, Raw water washed out, pump-out head, cockpit cushions, deck lights, swim ladder, powder coating, <laughs> and the list goes on and on and on. This boat is just so, it's just a good-looking boat. It's nice, it's just a compact boat, trailer and easy, but it rides big, you know? Yes, sir. And uh, I can't think of a finer day to come by, buy that boat, and be fishing offshore at about, about 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock? Why 3 o'clock? I'm just thinking about the time we get all the paperwork done and whatever else. Three o'clock, you can rock. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, and then you could catch with it being so calm today, catch that afternoon tuna and sailfish bite. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we've got this thing priced down to sixty three nine ninety. Never a dealer fee. We'll finance you right there. If you want that twenty two century, come by and see me, or Rick, or the entire staff today, and we'll get you on the water. Well, we talk about Joe Hector's uh, offshore kayaking exploits every weekend. I can't wait to see what uh, Joe's got planned for us today, Steve Waters. He'll be up next on the program uh, talking offshore kayak chat. Sounds good. Uh, once again, beautiful day for offshore kayak fishing. You got him at 713, 940 wins, Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. We made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fishing reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Now, up and at them! With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son. 720, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Talking fishing offshore, Steve Waters. A fine looking day again. The forecast is uh, good for any boat, man. Even small guys get out there and fish today, I'm thinking. Yeah, well, you got to ask uh, Joe Hector if he'd go out kayak fishing on a day like today, or whether, or is it too calm? I bet he would. Joe Hector, good morning, my man. How are you? How you guys doing? Doing great. It's a kayaker's dream, I think, today. Like two foot seas, maybe not even that. Oh, it's perfect. It's uh, 
it's a dream out there today, man. Even uh, even yesterday was pretty good too with the little chop. You know, we we kind of like that chop a little bit. Us extreme guys. Yeah, you're extreme guys. That's for darn sure. So every week we talk about getting out your kayak, trying the offshore kayaking because it's become quite the phenomenon, as you know, about the turnout with your tournaments. And uh, you always oh, yeah. you always pick a fish for us. Uh, what's your fish of the, uh, of the kayak day going to be today? Well, it was interesting. Yesterday I went to the uh, to the to the weigh-in at the uh, rodeo, which was on 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they got that tournament going on, and I I saw a lot of jumbo blackfin tuna, and I know from the kayak guys getting my reports that there's a lot of those big fish being caught right now, um, which you know May they they start running through, so that's going to be the fish. Um, basically, with with the jumbos and with any blackfin, um, we we know you know us kayak guys we get them a lot on the jigs, and uh, you could use like one of those Jimmy jigs that you can get at Nautical Ventures. And uh, we go to 250 to 300 to 400 feet, and, um, you know, we basically look for those schools, and we will we'll kill it, man, on the jig with those black fins. Um, also, if you're using live bait, you know, use a medium to light rod. Uh, I, I personally like the fights, so I'll use a lighter rod. And, uh, you know, I'll set out a shotgun and, and have that clear leader all the way back with, uh, you know, a nice juicy god on there with mm-hmm. a uh, 3.0 circle hook. And um, we'll get them every time in May, those big jumbos. And they do those dives. So you kayakers out there, you know, you want to use that Hopi Mirage drive and use it to your advantage while those jumbos are circling around your kayak. Just, you know, go with them and you'll eventually get them up and they'll suffocate and they'll just pop up and and uh, stab that sucker. Bring them in the kayak. <laughs> and I guess Steve Waters like the fact he's talking about those Jimmy Jigs, which has become quite the phenomenon. Uh, they are being pop- becoming popular across the country. Uh, I've talked to guys in California who actually use those jigs. So that's a magical piece of equipment on the boat there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the growth, and I think I talked about this on the last episode, it's amazing the growth of jig fishing on the kayaks. I mean, I've seen it happen in the last couple of years that, you know, if you're a kayak guy and you're going out there, most of those guys are jigging. Yeah. And a lot of them don't even bring live bait. And they're catching big kings, they're catching wahoo, they're catching those jumbo tuna. So it's amazing to see the growth of just the jigging in general now, those, in the kayak uh, world. And they're so well-made, too, by the way. I'm not just doing a shill for Jimmy Jigs, but they really are just a well-made lure. Uh, the finish on those lures is, is phenomenal. They'll last you a long time and not worry about chipping off paint or whatever else. They hold up to, to a good bite. Yeah, I mean, I know guys that have got canefish on them, and uh, they didn't even chip. They brought uh, literally, you know. I'm not just saying that they didn't even chip. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. I mean, they they work really well. They do. All right, Joe, talk about your next tournament coming up, buddy. Yeah, we got June 18th is the uh, part one of the Summer Slam series coming up. We got it's a three part series. Uh, we just added a new leg to it in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, but June 18th, that's the uh, that's the first one and. The winner of the whole series gets a big, huge Super Bowl-made ring. Um, so it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, $5,000 first place. Uh, you know, we got a $1,000 junior division from Fishbrain. And then we got uh, some awesome Hobie kayaks from Nautical Ventures that they donated for second and third place, uh, Revo and an Outback. So we're, we're really excited. We got some awesome prizes. And we're also going to have a race going on, a paddleboard race going on that day. And we're going to have some fitness on the beach. We'll have Zona Fresca out there with food. We'll have Saltwater Brewery out there with some beer. So it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Oh, don't, don't forget to plug your good friend with that rap you've got. Papado Ford's got that bad ride you got going on right now. Oh, yeah, man. Papado Ford's awesome. They, they got me my truck, <laughs> and uh, they're going to be out there on the beach, and um, they're actually going to bring what, – what we're doing is if you catch the record kingfish, the state record, you, you win a brand-new F-150 truck. Wow. So how cool is that? Well, eventually they'll be on the show as a major sponsor. That's my, my goal to have those boys with us. And every boat needs a, a big big truck to pull out there, Joe. You know what I'm saying? That's right. If you got a kayak, you need a Ford. There you so. go, buddy. Joe, we got to rock and roll, man. Have a great day. And I'll see you at the shop one day. We'll talk some more smack uh, about kayaking and, and fishing in general. Sounds good to me, man. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. You too, man. You too. Steve, you talked about uh, bass fishing being good lately. Uh, who else to talk to than the one, the only, the king, man? Alan Zaremba. On line number two, Al, good morning, my man. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I just want to know what kind of beer are they going to have there? Uh, free and cold. Free and cold. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds good. Got to get me, you have to give me the address. I want to be there this afternoon. I'm only fishing uh, through the morning today. And, and then in the afternoon, I can, uh, I, I'm free for the afternoon. Okay. Well, wow. We'll see you hook, about hooking you up on some free beer. I'm not sure the beer is free, but I'm sure it's probably priced right. But anyway, uh, how's, your, how's your bass fishing been this week for you? Well, well, we better get out while we can. Looking at the long-range forecast out in the Everglades, uh, uh, the water levels are good, so we're catching a lot of fish out there right now. But that looks like it's going to change. What I'm seeing with the forecast uh, sometime middle week, they're calling for showers every day for like the next uh, seven days after that. So i got to believe the rainy season's getting ready to kick in. Yep. So right now is a good time to get out there and get the kids. And uh, about everything will work right now. A bear hook at times will work. Uh, so just to give you an idea, you, you take what you want to fish with, and you're going to have some fun. But do it while you can, because that will change quick. Steve, you said a bear hook would work. I've never tried catching a bass on a bear hook before, ever. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know about bass, but you could probably catch a bluegill, a sunfish, an Oscar, a Mayan cichlid. Because uh, you name I, it, you name it. Yeah, I was out. Hit it. Yeah, I was out. Um, Wednesday, and Alan was kind enough to give me uh, some suggestions. A friend of mine had a friend in from uh, out of town, and we went out to Sawgrass and uh, caught six different species, and it was a blast. And uh, the top lure was a three-inch Rapala floating jerkbait. Well, you know how I feel about the Rapalas, but... Yeah, that bait will work, and so will the, a lot of other jerk baits will work right now too. You don't want to go too big if you want to catch a lot of fish. You can go bigger and maybe eliminate a few of those fish, though. Yeah, well, that, they they were. We I talked to um, my friends about that, and they seem to think that when you're catching 500 fish a day, <laughs> that might be why your uh, lures uh, wear out a little faster than theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fact. But but it's a good time to get out there. So if you can. You, you know, you want to do it while it lasts. It's going to change pretty quick. I can't yeah. think of a better lure to be teamed up with Alan's River than having a jerkbait. Ooh. Right. I'm just I, saying. I don't know how to take that. I'm just I'm saying, you're, sure. you're a master with a jerk jerkbait, man. That's that's your, that's well, your bait it, of choice. It, it, isn't that one jerk looking for, <laughs> working a jerk to get another jerk? Is that how that goes? Something one like jerk that. jerk waiting for another. There you go. Boom. All right. <laughs> Al, uh, you fishing today, or what are you doing, man? Yes, sir. I'm on Lake Ida, and we're going to target some peacocks here in a little bit. The sun hasn't quite got up where I want it. The, the, I'm in the urban canals, I'm still looking for some fish, and it's still a good time, especially in the northern sections. Southern sections have kind of gone past that. The fish are running smaller. 
but but uh, they're still there to be caught too. So it's it's still a good time to go fishing. <laughs> okay, Alan. Hey, Alan, Alan. Before you go, so we, we you and I had talked about this, and I put it in my story. Now, like this weekend, perfect time to take kids out, especially yeah. kids who you know they go out, they don't catch anything, they get bored. What's your yep. number one spot for uh, catching? Oh, anything? right now, if you want to go get numbers of fish. Uh, west side of, of US 27, uh, east side is good as well as you know, but the west side you'll catch more more Oscars in that bit, and you can have a lot of fun there right now. It's a great time if you want to fly fish. You know, when you, we keep talking about the kids, big kids like it too. Yeah, well, that that was uh, my friends Paul and Glenn. They had a blast. I mean, catching great to uh, hear. small bass, four inch sunfish. They just kept laughing and smiling. Yep, you can't go wrong right now. All right, Z-Man, have a great day, my man, and uh, we'll talk to you next weekend, all righty? Okay, have a good one. I'll, see you, I'll talk to you next week. You got it. All right, Steve Walters. Fishing news has been just phenomenal the entire show. Guys are catching dolphin offshore, uh, big, big, fat uh, tuna fish are biting, uh, bass bite is on. It's just that time of the year, man, when everything's just snapping, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, prime time. Uh, you know, last week I covered the saltwater shootout. Mm-hmm. And uh, fishing was a little slow, but still, I mean, relatively speaking, right. there's still tons of nice fish caught. 48-pound king was the big fish. There was uh, a KDW caught, kingfish, dolphin, wahoo. There was uh, the pick three, cobia, tuna, no, it was a cobia, dolphin, and kingfish. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Skip Dana had, uh, he weighed in four tunas, four kings, but he told me he caught a 14 tunas. Wow. All right off Hillsborough Inlet. And apparently they're still doing that in the Pompano Fishing Rodeo today. So great timing. Yeah, Skip's paying off his mortgage now in advance for like a half a year, so he's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a little break. Uh, we have the big half hour of power coming up. Bouncer Smith next at 7.30 on the nose. 940 wins Miami Sports. Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Oh, I hope I didn't wake you. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. 735, welcome back to the show. And by the way, Steve Waters, do not give props to our Miami Heat. I should have done that last hour. They won last night, Game 6. Exciting finish. Uh, Dwayne Wade was playing great. Dragic was playing great. And the boys are going back for Game 7 in Toronto Sunday. So go Heaters, man. Go. Go Heat, go. Yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing. They uh, Every time you think they're on the ropes, Dwayne Wade comes through. He's having a phenomenal series, and he truly is the main man. Back to fishing news. Let's go back to our number one man on the program for almost 11 straight years, our good buddy Bouncer Smith on the show. Bouncer, welcome back. Can you imagine being out on the boat catching 100-pound tarp and listening to the heat tear up the uh, <laughs> Toronto whatever the heck they are? Raptors, yeah, yeah, Raptors, Raptors. Yeah, what a great way to spend the evening. That's we had a whole sure. lot of fun. You know, big news this morning, we're in government cut, and we're catching herring one right after another. And there's nothing like being able to catch bait two or 300 yards from your dock, and they're nice big herring and they're really going to really spice up our day today because, we, as you all know, herring are an awesome live bait. And like I said, they're right here in government oh, cut. Oh, we just caught a ballyhoo. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, we're, we got a young man on the boat never fished in the ocean before, and 
I asked him if he ever fished. He said no. And then he said, well, I did go in Tennessee, but the fish there are probably too small for bait here. But, but at any rate, we're catching real good herring in the cut. Fishing was really good yesterday. Uh, one of my friends, Jimmy David, had something like five sailfish, seven tunas, nine kings, two dolphins, and two mutton snappers right off of South Beach. Just live baiting in 100, 150, 200 feet of water. So fishing has been really, really good, uh, especially the first thing in the morning and late in the afternoon. So good time to go fishing. Boucher, describe just how nice the water is right now this morning. Well, uh, the only time there's any waves is when a boat goes by. <laughs> <laughs> That's smooth, Steve. We talked about that this morning, man. What a fine day, huh? No doubt. Yeah, uh, great forecast. Great time of year to fish. Great weather forecast all weekend long. So it's just a spectacular time to get out. I will forewarn you that getting the bait is the key issue. And if you're at Port Everglades, you go on Channel 72, Hillsborough's Channel 72, uh, Hall of Rimless Channel 10, and Government Cut and Keep His Cane is Channel 80. And you go on there and politely ask any live bait looking for live bait. Some entrepreneur like Ashley's live bait or Jimmy's live bait or somebody's live bait is going to come back and say, yeah, we got this kind of bait and that kind of bait, and we can meet you at whatever inlet you're at. So that's the easiest way to get bait these days. But there is a hot herring bite here at Government Cut right now this morning. So. All right, Steve, any final words for Captain Bouncer where he goes bye-bye? Um, yeah, I was just curious, Bouncer. When you do uh, your afternoon trips, what time do you like to get out there? Well, we're going to go at 3 o'clock today because they started biting fairly early yesterday afternoon. But generally speaking, you want to make, make sure you fish as late as you can because if you're out there in the afternoon and you start to give up all hope, the closer it gets to sundown, the better the fish bite. So hang in there and just stay tough. Uh, manage your bait so you still have some good quality bait. As as the sun's disappearing and the kite starts to disappear, you'll know that's when the tunas are just going to blow up on everything. So. Oh, okay. Good uh, good advice there. I, I do love that afternoon fishing. It's a really, really a treat, that's for sure. All right, Cap, I know you got customers to deal with and bait to catch, so have a fine day, and hopefully we'll see you at the dock uh, one day soon. The three amigos will get out you there and betcha. do some fishing. Thank you very much. Thank you. All you right. guys do a great job. We really love the show and we'll listen to the whole thing. Thank you so much. Hey, Steve Walker. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. I want to talk to about uh, something that Nautical Ventures is doing these days. I wanted to re- remind the audience. I was talking to Roger Moore, our big guy who actually you know makes the show possible. And um, how many guys have got these uh, these old coughing two strokes on the back of their their boat? It's like chugging along, it's rattling and smoking like a chimney. And you say to yourself, you know, it's time for a brand new motor, dude. Right? Right. And we're doing a lot of stuff with repowering boats. We have a Full line of Mercuries and Yamahas to put on the back of your boat. Uh, we finance these brand-new motors for you. Get the old two-stroker off the back and put on a brand-new four-stroke with the warranties, and you have got yourself a fit-and-finished boat with some fine power in the back. Yeah, I mean, think of it. It's like, uh, what if you you know put a brand-new engine in your tired old car? Yeah, right. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be like, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Like, okay, let's go. Yeah, exactly. You know, you may love your hull. You may have a 15-year-old hull that's in great shape. 
But the motor's 15 years old. It's time to say, you know what? Bye-bye, motor. I love you very much, but we have to part ways. We have to go bye-bye. That's it. And with these new motors and uh, Nautical Ventures service guys, you'll actually be saving money in the long run because more fuel efficient. There you go. They just run better and, of course, environmentally uh, friendly, which is important. And, of course, we can make those payments for you very easy on the wallet. Check them out, uh, nauticalventures.com, and see the selections we have for you. We'll hook you up and get you repowered in 2016. Take a break. Our last segment coming up, 741 at 940 wins Miami Sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune into our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Good morning, girls. 747, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. It's me, Eric Brandon, with our... Main man, Steve Waters, up in uh, Boston, I think, at a graduation ceremony. Steve, it should be a fine day today for you. Yeah, beautiful day up here and a proud day for my nephew and for all of us. So we're we're excited, and um, I, I will tell you this. I got him uh, the perfect uh, graduation gift. A big check? A, uh, you ready for this? A, a pair of uh, polarized uh, Costa sunglasses. No kidding. That's a great gift, man. That's a terrific <laughs> gift. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked out great because um, you know we we came in, flew in, and uh, he's wearing these really hokey looking sunglasses. I said, "What are those?" He's like, "Oh, Uncle Steve, I just get these from a friend of mine." <laughs> he says, "He says this way when they break, I I don't care." He says, "I, I don't have any good sunglasses." So. I got you. Good timing. All right. Good eyewear, of course, is always what's on this man's face, the very fashionable Wayne Cott on line number one. Wayne, good morning, my friend. How are you? Hey, hey good morning, guys. <laughs> cool intro. Thanks. How you been doing? What's happening this week? I've been I've been running the boat pretty much seven days a week myself now. I'm getting back in the groove. And fishing's great. I, we, we've had a great kingfish run. Every morning, the fish are biting good, catching really nice kings, anywhere from five or six pounds up to 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Hot mutton snappers mixed in with them. Days when the current's running or not running, they've still been biting right out in front of the cut. So 120 to 150 foot of water. Uh, the groupers are showing up up and down the reef, showing up on the wrecks. I had, a, I had a trip on the Legacy yesterday. We had four groupers from 10 to 25 pounds. We had nice. seven or eight kingfish and one out of two on the sails. We stayed till dusk trying to get a tuna fish. And we, we finally hooked a fish that I think was a tuna, but... It wasn't meant to be, but we chummed for hard for an hour right at dark there. We only had one big fish on. We had a great catch, a couple big amberjacks. There's still amberjacks on the wrecks. Mm-hmm. And our night boats have been crushing the fish. Last night with the heat game, we still had 30 people show up to go fishing. So Great. If that doesn't show you that people like what we do, <laughs> trying to find a parking spot in downtown Miami, yep. we had about 30 folks show up for a night trip last night. So so it's banging. Night fishing is awesome. So. That's what's going on on the reward fleet. Every day you can pretty much expect it right now. I'm hoping these kingfish keep biting through the weekend. That's yeah, man. Takes, so. Yeah, man. And uh, what's your game plan today, Wayne? Go out there and target the same kind of fish, do the same same Absolutely. run? Absolutely. You know what? You, you, you go as close as you can to find fish. That's the way it works. If they're right out front, you go out, and that's where you fish. If you have to stretch it out a little bit, you do what you got to do. So 
a lot of sailfish yesterday, right at, uh, you know, right close to, uh, right close to dark. Uh, Quentin was on the cutting edge. He was a quarter mile away from me, I guess. But he was up in the tower and he says, Wayne, do you see all these sailfish jumping all around you? I was just busy watching my base, but you know, right around six thirty, quarter of seven, something like that, there was free jumpers everywhere out wow. there. Wow. Wow. It was it was amazing. Mr. Waters. Amazing, I mean. Yeah, well I, what I was curious about, Wayne, is a day like today, nice and calm and uh so you say you want to fish as close as you can. Are you looking for current? Are you looking for an edge or how do you determine We just go by depth. Flat? You know, when I'm out if, if I'm on a four hour trip I just go by depth. So incidentally I believe Jumbo caught had pretty good days a couple of days in a row, plus a few other guys offshore, so on the dolphin. So there I think yesterday was not quite as good. The day before I think they did really good. So we've had a great spring. I mean this is one of the best springs I can remember fishing wise. But for us it's depth. It's more. It's more depth oriented to where we're looking for these fish to be. I mean, I, I like I say, I'm getting dialed in now. I know where they are to start with in the morning, and they have been the last four days. So I'm going to do that again today. I'm going to stop right where I think they are, <laughs> and that's it. So and then well, hopefully they're there. Let's plug your boat a little bit. Tell us about the reward, uh, where it's located, how we get on board, uh, what the charge is, phone number. Give us a hold to do get more bodies. Yeah, we're in the boat. at Bayside Market. We're at downtown Miami Bayside Marketplace. Uh, we have three boats. We have uh, the big boats, a 65-footer, license to take a bunch. I mean, normally we go out with 35 or so every every weekend trip. Mm-hmm. Charges for locals, it's 40 bucks. You got your own rod. Get on the boat. If you if you need a rod, it's 45. That's it. And we do, we call it four-hour trips, but, you know, I leave at 9 in the morning, try to get out on time, and then a lot of times I don't even hit the dock till close to 1.30. Mm-hmm. So we push the trips as long as possible. Our night and the afternoon trip, we rarely get in before 6. We leave at one forty-five. We get back right real close to 6 o'clock. Okay. Then our night trip goes 8 to 1 in the morning. And that's, uh, as I said, that's becoming more and more popular with the locals. The night fishing off Miami spectacular. We catch a lot of yellowtails, a lot of mangrove snappers. It's excellent fishing. It's already started. So... Um, really good fishing. Parking, you know, there's different ways to park in near Bayside, but I'll tell you, the American Airlines Arena, I think you can park for like three bucks or five bucks when there's not an event. It's just a matter of paying attention. Mm-hmm. So the folks have found ways. If somebody wants to take an Uber from their house, up to a certain amount, we'll cover half of it. So oh, cool, man. You know, there's things we do to endear ourselves to our customers. Or if they get stuck paying for a heavy-duty parking fee, we'll give them an extra discount. So there's ways we do it to work with the customers to get them to come down to us. But it's a beautiful place to be. Bayside Marketplace, gorgeous place to be. You got it. And and the city of Miami has welcomed us back, uh, you know, uh, completely. So we're real happy to be there. Well, Wayne, glad you're on the program again. Always uh, fun talking to you, man. We'll check you out one of these days soon. And uh, have yourself a fine day. Catch those fish, man. Catch them up. You got it. Thank you much, guys. Enjoy. And congratulations, Steve. Thank you. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Good show today, Steve, as always, man. Very informative, Captains. If you guys took notes, you will catch the fish, you know, listen to what these guys say, uh, and and you'll be hooked up. Yeah, man. I I learned a ton of stuff. So, uh, two speed reels, get those groupers up. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) You know, uh, use your your, uh, vertical uh, Jimmy jig to catch tunas from your kayak. There you go. and if all else fails, uh, throw a bear hook in the water in those uh, Everglades canals. <laughs> and learn this lesson very well. If you have to have a, you need a boat to get offshore and fish, uh, I must recommend you come on Nautical Ventures in uh, North Palm and Dania Beach. Get that ride that's perfect for you, and then get your boat out there and fish. You know, get that you know, right boat, man. Get the right boat, dude. 
Yeah, and re- real quick, Eric, I, I met uh, two of our biggest fans at the Saltwater Shootout, both named Dave, uh-huh. and uh, they, they're they working hard for us. They're telling all their buddies to tune in. So if you're listening, tell your friends about us. Thank you. Very, very good point. Thank you very much. Listen, man, have a great day with the, the graduation ceremony, Steve Waters. Uh, I know you're very, very proud about that. And uh, get your behind back down here. Maybe we'll have a chance to fish this week, if possible. Yeah, if the weather holds up, let's do it. All right. Got that fun show. Sure, they're talking uh, some trivia stuff. It's the Jam Lexus Trivia Challenge with Jeff DeForest, uh, Dave Gurgles Gurgly, and the Pauly Man. Always got uh, great prizes. And Steve, you, you always get stumped by, by his questions. Maybe I'll, I'll tell uh, Defoe to ask you some, ask some easier stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you can maybe check one off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he can make it that easy, but uh, we'll see. All right, man. Have a safe trip back. Steve Waters, uh, Chicago Mike, thank you so much for your help. All of our listeners, thank you guys so much, and thanks for being a participant in our stores at Nautical Ventures and buying boats from us, because when you do that, it keeps the show on the radio. Sports talk coming up all day. Keep it right here. The one, the only 940 wins, Miami Sports.